welcome to the Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB Pro figure athlete, turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I am your host, Sarah, and this is your place where we talk about sales, marketing, personal development, and high performance for your health and fitness business. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. I have a guest with me here, and you are going to love this conversation I had with Xander. I had such a blast during this conversation. His energy is absolutely amazing. Xander Fryer, I met him back at the beginning of September down in California at the Empire Mastermind with Bedros Koulian and Craig Ballantyne. We hit it off instantly. I love his girlfriend, Maddie. They have an amazing story of how they connected. And Xander is honestly just such an amazing, giving, giving soul. And we had an epic, epic conversation around high ticket sales. So if you've been wanting to increase your prices, you are absolutely going to love this conversation. If you are looking to get into high ticket coaching, so where you're selling packages, you know, coaching packages and how to really go about doing that. Xander is your guy for that. That is what he coaches on. His story is pretty epic. He up and quit a multiple six-figure corporate business out of nowhere because he was unfulfilled. So it's going to tie right into this whole podcast theme. And he has massively, massively scaled his business. He is a co-author of a book with New York Times bestselling author Jack Canfield as well. He's done some amazing stuff in his business and in his life. And I am so excited to welcome him to the show. Hello, Xander. I am so excited to welcome you onto the show today. This is the Fulfillment Project where we talk about marketing, sales, business, growth, personal development. And you are just the man that I want to introduce my audience to. So thank you for being here today. Of course, of course. All the fun stuff, it sounds like. Definitely yeah. like like being here. Yeah. So for those listening, Xander and I met a few weeks ago down at the Empire Mastermind. Joe and I yep. flew down into California and uh, had a pleasure of being in the room with some amazing entrepreneurs, some minds, and Xander was one of those. So I'm excited to carry on some of that epic conversation that we started there. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, let's uh, dive back a little bit, give our audience a little bit of an aerial view of who Xander is, what you do, and and how you got to where you are right now. Sure. Um, So uh, where Xander is and what I do, uh, right now, I uh, so I'm the founder of a company called Shit You Don't Learn in College. Um, and one of our one of our main programs that we run right now is actually called High Impact Coaching. And in High Impact Coaching, we actually help uh, we help coaches build sustainable and profitable businesses in less than 90 days um, by helping them scale up, get to six figures, multi six figures and seven figures. Um, so that's one of the major things that we're focusing on right now. Uh, the how I got to this point is uh, a bit more of an interesting story. Um, so how much time do we have? Because yeah. this 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 could be a long conversation. But... Hey, as long as it's interesting, we can jam for as long as we want. <laughs> okay, cool. So I'll give you I'll give you kind of the meat of the background of how I got to here. I think it really you know really aligns with the whole idea of the fulfillment project and everything you guys are doing. Um, but so when I was when I was young, I was really good at like math and science. So that question of like what are you gonna do with your life was always kind of answered for me. It was like you know I was gonna be an engineer. Right. It, you know, it pays great, great career. Uh, there'll never be a shortage of engineers. Um, so I, uh, you know, I took that that intelligence, you know, quote unquote math intelligence and went to UCLA for uh, for electrical engineering. Um, and while I was at UCLA, I actually joined Air Force ROTC. Um, and this is where I kind of learned to love leading people, to mentor people, to coach people it was in Air Force ROTC, the U.S. Air Force. Um and so I was actually going to be a fighter pilot in the Air Force. So I was going to be a fighter pilot in the Air Force. And my senior year, I made the really dumb decision of uh, driving home after a couple of drinks out at a bar with some friends. And I got a DUI and I was kicked out of the Air Force. So I lost basically, you know, as a 21 year old kid, I lost all my hopes, all my dreams of everything that I was I was doing. I had the next 20 years of my life planned out. 
And then, you know, it kind of all just got ripped out from under me. You know, I, I ripped it out from under me, to be honest. Um, so I was a kid in his, uh, you know, early twenties lost and like, you know, every other, uh, every other 21 year old kid who's lost, I did what everybody was doing and I joined the corporate world. So I took all these, uh, all this energy and all this knowledge and all this, this skill set, And I went and joined Cisco systems. So I worked for Cisco, um, for about six years as a systems architect designing networks. And it was part, uh, it was part engineering and part sales. And this is where I started to learn sales. This is where I started to learn sales, marketing, communication. Um, and my background there allowed me to really excel. So I ended up, uh, being one of the, uh, youngest entrepreneurs to work with, uh, with Cisco's service provider, uh, sector. So I was working with companies like Disney, Facebook, uh, uh, Sony, uh, direct TV, AT&T, Verizon, all these companies building multi-million dollar networks. I had a quota of uh, $130 million, uh, my last year there. Um, and I was very successful. I was making a lot of money as a kid in his mid twenties. I had a standing meeting with the Disney CIO, but, uh, I wasn't really happy. I wasn't really fulfilled with what I was doing. I was, uh, you know, it's like every, every paycheck, you know, was great, but you know, every, you know, I was constantly getting promoted and raises and everything, but after every promotion and every raise, I, just, you know, it was this sharp peak of joy followed by this just dull hunger for more. And I, um, I actually had a mentor of mine that asked me, uh, this was about two years ago. So this was, you know, I, I was still in the corporate world about two years ago. I, uh, had a mentor ask me, Xander, what would you do if you couldn't fail? And that was kind of the question that just like really shifted my life because I had this, uh, you know, I had this ego idea of like, I was super successful. I was making, you know, multiple six figures as a kid in his mid twenties doing all this stuff. And he asked me, what would you do if you couldn't fail? And I told him, I said, uh, you know, honestly, I mentor and coach people full time. I want to help people. And he's like, well, why aren't you doing that? I was like, well, I've got this great career. I've got all this momentum. I'm making a ton of money. I'm going to be one of the youngest directors in Cisco's history. Um, and he goes, just because there's a path laid out in front of you, does that mean you should walk it? And just because you're good at something, does that mean you should do it? And I was like, wow, that kind of, that kind of really opened up my world to, I was not actually successful. I was just putting on a facade of what success, what other people saw success as, but it didn't feel successful to me. And he kind of let me know, he, you know, he just said, you know, honestly, you think you're successful, but really you're just afraid. That's interesting. And, yeah. And it was the first time in my life where I kind of, I, I had a moment where I, you know, I was this, it was this kick to the nuts, right? It was like, I had this moment where I was not as successful as I was lying to myself and telling myself that I really was. And he asked me, he said, Xander, do you know the difference between you and I? And he was a successful uh, speaker in the health and wellness space, made seven figures, traveled the world. Um, and he said, do you know the difference between you and I? Uh, and I said, well, you make a shit ton more money than I do. <laughs> and, and he goes, the difference between you and I is I'm actually living my dream. And ever since you got kicked out of the air force, you've just been dreaming one. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember having that conversation with him on a Saturday may have been a little bit of tequila involved, um, on a Saturday. And then on Sunday, I couldn't stop thinking about that conversation. And on Monday, I went back to work and I had, you know, the 8 a.m. conference call to set up more conference calls later that week. And then I had a 9 a.m. conference call to go through our sales numbers and then a 10 a.m. conference call with my team. And after each hour, all I could think about was I'm never going to get that hour back. I'm never going to get that hour back. I have to, the 8 a.m. I'm never going to get that hour back. The 9 a.m. I'm never going to get that hour back. Halfway through the day, I was like, I'm never going to get that morning back. And I called up my manager and I said, Frank, I'm done. Just like that. No, just like just that. Just like that. Wow. With no idea what I was doing, no idea how to coach people, how to help people. I just knew that whatever I was doing was not it. And I was done wasting time not doing it. And whatever it was, I needed to go figure it out. <laughs> so I quit my job. Uh, I quit my job cold turkey. 
um, over the next three months, I actually invested uh, somewhere around thirty-five to forty thousand dollars in my own training with mentors, coaches, programs, things like that. I mean, everybody's like, "Oh, you were making all this money, so you know, it must have been easy for you to invest in that stuff." Um, it wasn't. So, first of all, I'm a millennial. In case you can't tell, uh, what do millennials do when they make money? They spend it all, right? So I didn't have any money when I quit my job. Um, I'd spend it all at the bar buying rounds of tequila shots for friends. I'd try, you know, I was the one that would travel to Norway on a weekend just because I had this money. I wanted to fill that void. So I didn't have a lot of money when I quit. And I actually ended up putting myself into about twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars worth of credit card debt when I first, you know, got it my or when I was first trying to get my business up and running. But I knew that the one thing more important than my money was my time. And I was done wasting time. And I wanted to go learn what worked from all the best in the world. If I had spent $100,000 on my college degree that got me nowhere, why would I hesitate to spend $30,000 to learn from the best how to do what I actually wanted to do? And after about three and a half months, my, my fourth month in business, we actually, I actually had my first uh, six-figure salary month. So I made 12K that month as a coach. So within four months of starting my business, I was already making six figures. And that was as basically a life and success coach, helping people get clarity around uh, you know, their passions, clarity around their next steps and their direction. And got that up and running. And the next month made another 50% on top of that. The next month made another 50% on top of that. And it just started to scale and grow. And I had a lot of uh, what ended up happening. We actually ended up hitting our first uh, six-figure month within 12 months. And I had a lot of people that I had networked with in the coaching space in, you know, whether it was health and fitness coaching, life coaching, uh, business consulting, in that, in that service industry um, that all kind of started to see, uh, what the hell did you do to get this up and running in such a short amount of time? That was going to be uh, my next been, question. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And we can we can definitely dig into that, and I think that's really pertinent for your audience. So we'll yeah. dig deep in that one. Um, and basically, you know, I kind of realized that, you know, over the years of you know all the communication, all the leadership, all the all the sales training, all the um, uh, all the marketing and understanding that I had done, had led me kind of down this path of having the recipe to getting a business up and running in a very short amount of time. And I had all these coaches reaching out to me being like, what the hell did you just do? We've been trying to build six-figure businesses for uh, a year, two years, three years, five years, 10 years, whatever it, you know, whatever it was. Um, and so I had a lot of them reach out to me and be like, what did you do? And I was like, I don't know. Let's see if this works. I'll show you. Right? And so that's kind of how we started the high-impact coaching program about a year and a half ago um, and started seeing a lot of results there. And it just kind of started to scale organically from there. Um, but that's kind of how we got up and running to where we are now. Uh, I, I kind of say it's an accident, but not really. Um, you know, cause really it was just a matter of learning the right things, applying the right things and paying attention to what really worked, um, in terms of helping people get to where they really wanted to go. And, you know, a big part of that when we work with coaches, right, it's high impact coaches. So having a bigger impact on this world really is the, the end goal there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, let's dive into all that and we'll scale it back a little bit. Yeah, no, this is great though because all of this, <laughs> but that's the whole premise of this whole conversation, right? Like, you know, there are health and fitness coaches who are struggling like absolutely for year for decades, right? So yeah. let's go back to you actually making the decision that you were not happy, you were not fulfilled, that you were meant for something more and you just up and quit. Because so many people will try to start a side hustle and dabble in it yeah. and struggle for years just trying to get that going. So was is that just your personality to just to quit and decide it's over to do something else? Or were no. you just, no? Absolutely not. I am... I am overly cautious. I'm overly prepared. I'm an engineer, mm. right? My, like I am a very left brain person. I'm analytical. My, you know, I, I want to have everything planned out to the T. I want to have everything figured out to the T. Um, but what happened for me was two, I, I'd say there were two things that allowed me to just quit. Number one was I like, you know, for a lot of people, the lack of clarity prevents them from moving forward on anything, right? If you're not clear on where you need to go, what you need to do, you don't go anywhere. 
right? I, I think you know a, a great way to, a great way that I love to explain it. It's like if you know that you need to go from you know I'm in San Diego right now. If I know that I need to go to the East Coast, right? I could start driving to the East Coast, coast but once I hit a fork in the road, uh, and one road sign reads New York and one reads Miami, you know where do I go? I, you know, I don't know. And I don't want to go to New York and then find out that I needed to go to Miami and I don't want to go to Miami and then find out that I needed to go to New York and then run out of time and not be able to do the one that I wanted. So I just sit there in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is a shithole. My mom lives there. I know. Right. So for a lot of people, the lack of clarity prevents them from moving forward. And I see that all the time. It prevents people from taking the action steps they need to take. Um, for me, I had no clarity. I had no idea what I was doing. But the one thing that I was crystal clear on was that what I was doing was not it. And if I didn't change, I was bound to live not it for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I was crystal clear on was, um, and this is kind of the second part, it was my conviction to figure it out. So there was a level of confidence that you have to have to be able to do something like that. Right. So if you don't have confidence in your ability to figure it out, you're not going to take the leap. For me, you know, one of the things that I talk about with a lot of my clients is confidence is not something that you're born with. Confidence is something that you build. It's like, um, uh, and, you know, another great analogy for that one. It's like playing a game of poker, right? If you have like a short stack of poker chips, you're going to play very cautious, cautiously, right? But as you learn the game of poker and you, you, know, you bet one hand, you bet another hand, these are like the small risks that you take and you survive. Maybe you'll lose a couple hands, but you'll start to win more and more as you become you know, a better poker player. And your chip stack will increase. And as that chip stack increases, this is your confidence level. You know, eventually, you hit a point where you have a confidence level where you can you know, take half this gigantic chip stack and put it in all in because you know what you're doing. You know, I'm going to figure it out. So really the only two things that you know, allowed me to do that, number one was I was crystal clear that what I was doing was not it. And I needed to change that as soon as possible. And then number two, um, it, was my, it was my belief and my confidence and my conviction to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think both of those honestly kind of stem from um, you know, another idea that that same mentor gave me. One of the things he said to me in that conversation, he said, um, you know, Xander, the one, you know, now that I have all this money, now that I'm you know, doing all this stuff, he said, until you become financially free, he's like, I wish people would learn this earlier until you become financially free. You don't normally learn this lesson. But the one thing that's more valuable than any amount of money is your time. Your time is the one resource you can never get back. And he kind of helped me realize that every day that I was spending doing something that I didn't want to be doing, not helping the people that I wanted to help, not having the impact that I wanted to have, was a day that was wasted. And so that when you realize that time is the one resources, resource that you can never get back, just like you were mentioning, there's a lot of people that try and do a side hustle for a really long time and it never gets going because they're not willing to push past their comfort zone and just make it work. And save themselves the time and the headache of slowly bleeding out over six months or a year or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. It's you gotta have, you gotta build the confidence as you go, and it's just having that mindset of being resourceful and jump, and you'll figure out your parachute on the way down, right? Yeah. Well, and I think I think an important thing to understand is like, you're not gonna die, right? You're just not. Like as much as you tell yourself, like, oh my god, if I quit my job, I'm gonna die you're not going to die. Right? Like, and that was the thing for me. It's like, I, I wrote down every single fear that I had and every single one of them led to like, eventually Xander dies. Right. It was like, I'm not going to be able to figure out how to make money doing this. And if I can't make money, then I'm going to, you know, um, I'm going to fall out of my lease. If I don't have anywhere to live, my friends aren't going to love me because I used to be this successful person and now I'm this failure. So I'm, they're not going to love me. So I can't go live anywhere. So I'm going to become a homeless person living you know, on the street. And then eventually I'll just die because of that. Right. It, like my mind went that place. And I was like, that's silly. Right. You're not actually going to die. That's not going to happen. So just go for it. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when it comes to health and fitness professionals, having that confidence in themselves, what would you say like the three skills or things to work on would be or where you would recommend that they start? 
when it comes to confidence in themselves? Confidence in themselves to just go after what they want, whether they are still stuck in their working eight hours PT hour for hour, whether they're doing a side hustle and they're just not willing to make that next step that they know that they should be making. Yeah. So, um, I wouldn't necessarily put it as three things. I would actually just put it as one thing. Yeah. Um, clarity. This goes back to clarity. If you can get clarity on what it is that you actually want, you will stop lying to yourself and settling for less. It's so, you know, one of the things I work on with my clients, most people don't realize this, but 95 to 98% of your brain is your subconscious mind. Right. It's that subconscious, uh, animalistic, you know, runs on fear, runs on uh, it's your habitual processes and that subconscious mind. Right. So like only two to five percent of your brain is the conscious thinking you. Right. So no matter how much the two to five percent of your conscious brain wants a better life, wants more money, wants to stop working eight hours, you know, on the floor or whatever they're doing, right? That 95% of your brain has been programmed from a young age to keep you quote unquote safe, right? That 95% of your brain, think of like, if you had five horses running towards your dreams and 95 running the other direction, there's no way. Yeah. Who's gonna, who's gonna win, right? <laughs> there's, there's zero chance that you will win. So what happens when you get clarity around this big dream and you focus on that big dream? You hear you hear a lot of people talk about um, you know hear you hear a lot of people talk about you know how your thoughts become reality. You, you you've heard of like the law of attraction and all these things. I'll actually explain to you the science behind how this works, right? Because it does work. It's scientifically proven. NASA did a study on it. Like this is this stuff is real. <laughs> it's not woo woo. It's science. Um, so what happens is when you get clarity around what it is that you actually want and when you focus on it on a daily basis, every single day when you focus on, so if, if you want, uh, if you want a coaching business where you're bringing in 30 K a month or 50 K a month and you're not on the floor anymore, it's entirely online or you're working just with VIP clients that are all paying you 5 K per client, right? If you focus on that and what it's like to live that every single day. You're reprogramming the subconscious part of your mind. To reprogram the subconscious part of your mind, it takes two things. It takes repetition and it takes emotion. Those are the two things that reprogram your subconscious mind, right? So, you know, for an example, uh, you know, any, anybody who's in the U.S. or a lot of people, you know, worldwide, when I ask someone, you know, where they were at 9-11, you remember. You remember 9-11. You remember when you found out about the, the you know, the towers being attacked. Mm -hmm. You remember it in great detail. Why? Because I, I, it was, yeah. I'm in Canada up here. I was in grade 11, yeah. like sitting in school. Yeah. Because you were so emotional. It was such a deeply emotional experience. So that memory is buried in your subconscious. You weren't thinking about it right now, but I brought it up for you because it was buried in your subconscious and you will never forget those details. You were sitting, you said grade 11, right? In, in math class with Miss you know, Miss Lippy's math class or something, right? Like you remember exactly where you were yeah, yeah. because it was emotional. You can do the same thing to actively reprogram your subconscious mind to work for you. So then rather than having five horses running in one direction and 95 running the other, you have all of them running with you. And the easiest way to do that is just getting clarity around what it is that you actually want, focusing on it intently every single day and then the most important step to that is taking action as if it was already reality. Taking action as if that outcome, that dream was already truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if people are, you know, they, they know what they want, they have the clarity, but they've designed a business model in which they feel stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how would you recommend someone basically disabling their whole business model and re reformatting you, something else? 
Sure. Give me give me an example, because I know you I know you've got something specific in mind. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting because Joe and I are just starting our um, our next group of mentorship clients is 15 health and fitness professionals. And we teach them the online platforms. We teach them how to become like yeah. the CEOs of their business, basically. Right. And it's always the same issue. They come to us and they feel stuck. Like that's the word we yeah. hear all the time. They're stuck to the next income bracket. They're stuck with getting off the floor. They just feel like they've created a monster of their business. And they need their income. They don't have a great support system to be able to just stop what they're doing and move forward. Yeah. So this is where, so every, you know, one of the things that I tell everybody is every single decision that you make comes from one of two places. It comes from fear or it comes from purpose. Right? So anytime anybody feels stuck, it's because they're making a decision from a place of fear. I like that. Right? Purpose yeah. purpose is purpose is not an outcome. Most people think purpose is an outcome, it's a destination. They're wrong. Purpose is de- purpose is a decision that's made in every moment of every day. And every decision that you make comes from either purpose or fear. And the more decisions that you make from purpose lead you down a more fulfilling, more satisfied, uh, more impactful life. Every decision that you make from fear leads you to settling, leads you to the life that you never wanted. And so the first step is realizing, you know, in that moment, am I make what decision am I making from a place of purpose and what decision am I making from a place of fear? Mm-hmm. Because for most people, it becomes scary as hell to make the big decisions that they need to make to move their business forward. But if you've hit that glass ceiling, you know, a lot of the times, a lot of the times it's they think that I can keep going up this path and then get to that next level, right? But actually they need to backtrack a little bit and then go back another path, right? The, oh, a great, this is a great analogy for all the health and fitness people out there, right? So if you when you first learned how to squat, right, your form was shit, right? But you started piling on weight and you could you could do a bunch of weight but with terrible form, but eventually you hit a peak, right? Now, what happens is you got someone to check your form. You got someone to point out like, oh, you got to do this. Like, you know, like all your hinging's off, like this and that, blah, 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 whatever. Like, and, and as soon as they adjusted you, you couldn't lift as much weight. You like, had to go back down. It hurt more. You were sore. You couldn't lift as much weight. But once the muscles started to come back, once you got used to this new form, you went well past that peak you were at before. Most people are scared to learn the proper form and go down a little bit of weight for, it, for their business to be harder, for them to possibly lose a little bit of income or invest in something so they can learn a better way. So they stay stuck with shitty form and that's the highest you're gonna go. Mm. Oh, I love that. I know everyone can relate to that. That's such a great analogy. So yep. scale can, you tell, can you tell them a squat junkie? You're a squat junkie. <laughs> Let's see your legs. <laughs> oh, they're massive. Look, here, I'll show you. This is, this is, I got this. I got this at the, oh, you guys can't see this right For now. Those of you listening. Video. They're only listening. But I, I got my, my uh, Xander Fryer Modern Guru Squat King trophy. It's gorgeous. Uh, because because someone someone uh, one of the trainers at the gym saw me at the gym. I'm I'm not a big guy, but I was putting up I think like double uh, like around double or triple my own weight, and uh, he was just like, "We need to get you a trophy for that." That's <laughs> hilarious, and I love that you put it right back up there on your bookshelf. Oh yeah, <laughs> for everyone to see. Yep. So you you know you were able to massively scale your business in a short amount of time, which I think is is amazing. So what are some of the things yeah. that you hold credit to your success uh, aside from I guess we this is where we can stem into some some marketing and some sales talk from your previous uh from your pre- sure. previous career yeah so what yeah. were some of the things that you would say helped you scale faster than how most people struggle right now yeah so um you know the biggest thing <laughs> it's funny you bring that up I because a lot of people were like, Xander, you had no, you had no network in the entrepreneurial space. You had no experience with, you know, online or even coaching, right? Like I didn't even have any experience coaching yet. Um, and so a lot of people were just like, how the hell did you do that? And I actually tell everybody that in, in my opinion, it was honestly my, 
naivety that was my biggest positive when I first started off. Because so many people that are in the service industry are programmed to think, you know, this is the way you have to do it because this is the way that everybody else is doing it. So when I got into the coaching space, you know, as a quote unquote life coach, right, which is like the worst thing to tell someone in the entire, if you tell someone you're a life coach, like instantly the conversation goes to, okay, I'm going to go over here. Um, but so I first started as, you know, a life success coach and everyone was telling me, basically everyone was like, all right, Xander, you need to start off with like an ebook or you need to start off with like a $97 online course or, you know, when you're coaching clients, you could do like a hundred bucks an hour or something like that. And I thought about it and I was like, what I'm doing, like the, the actuality of the value that I bring someone is massive and it is not worth a hundred dollars an hour. It is worth much, much more. And there is no way in hell that I'm going to get to, a, you know, I was like six figure income minimum. I was making $200,000 a year in Cisco. Why the fuck would I do this for anything less than six figures? Right. And so I basically like, I questioned the reality that everybody was feeding me. I was like, there's got to be a better way. And I thought about it and I ran the numbers. I was like, okay, if I do like a $97 course to, you know, to bring in six figures, so call that 10K a month, I would have to charge 97 bucks, which would mean that I'd have to get 100 new clients every single month, which would mean that I would have to have a list that was uh, yeah. you know, 10,000, yeah. right? So, you know, like average conversion is 1%. Yeah. So you'd have to have 10,000 people. And I had met too many people at this point that had spent the last three to five years building lists of like, 800, 1200, right? And I'm like, I'm not spending the next three years trying to build a list of 10K so that I could do this. And I know what I do is high value. And one of the things that I went back to is when I, when I worked for Cisco and $130 million quota, I didn't go, I didn't go after every $100,000 deal. If you have to hit $130 million, you're not going to go after all the $100,000 deals. You're going to go after the big ones. You're going to go after the the 20K, the, you know, the 15K, the 20K, the 30K deals to get to that much higher one. So this is something that I call starting from the top, right? You go after the big boulders. And what I realized is what I did was worth a lot of money. And so I knew if I could learn how to communicate the value of what I was doing properly, because it doesn't matter if what you're doing is high value, if you can't communicate it properly to someone. So I had to figure out how to communicate the value of what I was doing to someone so that they would be willing to pay $2,000, $3,000, $5,000, $6,000 for it instead of 100 bucks a session. But as soon as I figured that out, I took all my skills that I had you know, learned from Cisco, all of my communication abilities, and I had combined that with some, some of the stuff that I learned along the way. And I was able to start bringing in clients. I think my first, uh, you know, my first, four, my first three clients were at 3K. Right. And I think my, my fourth one was at 4k. And so the first clients that I ever enrolled as a coach were $3,000. And most people are like, how is that possible? And it's just because when you understand the basics of communication, how to, how to help someone understand your value, most people, I think, hope that people get their value. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they struggle to get people to pay them 300 bucks a month. Yeah. Well, and when you, yeah, sorry. Yeah. When you help someone understand the value, they're ready and willing to pay 3000 5000 10000 and thank you for it, mm -hmm. which is weird, mm -hmm. by the way, when you get thanked after someone pays you 5000 bucks. Yeah, super, yeah. Super weird. <laughs> it's like you tear down everything that they're doing, and they're like, thank you. Let me give you money. <laughs> exactly. Right? Oh, my God. Thank you. Here's my credit card. I am so glad that I found you. Yeah. You made such a valid point. And this is like, this is all that marketing is, right? It's communicating the value. And yeah. I really believe that we are done with an age of information. Uh, you know, knowledge is important, but people don't want just the information and they don't want just your time. It's, they want transformation. Ex you they just want an outcome. The, yeah. You just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. It's funny. You, it's funny you bring that up because that's some, actually something that I tell uh, a lot of my clients and I've, I've done a, a few articles and some rants about um, but you're, you're spot on the easiest way, the easiest way to actually look at this, this is going to be very politically incorrect, but if you look at the porn industry, <laughs> right, five years ago, five years ago, the porn industry used to have, like, you used to pay 
I'm not saying me because I didn't I didn't look at porn. No, no um, not at all. But um, like the porn industry was like you had to pay whatever, like 50 bucks a month or something for this quote unquote information. Right now, what happens as an industry matures is something called demonetization. So information is actually undergoing the demonetizing period. It was, you know, back in 2012 or whatever it was, Jeff Walker's product launch campaign uh, program came out and it was 2000 bucks, right? A few years later, or five years, yeah, I think it was four years later, it was 97. Now you can get his entire formula in his book, which is a free plus shipping. So information is getting cheaper. Right. Information is eventually going to be free everywhere, because if you look at the porn industry now, everything's free. Right. Same idea. That's the demonetization as a market matures. Now, the problem is transformation can never really mature because that's an outcome. That's you know, that's that's going from where you are now to where you really want to be. And you're actually when you look at it that way, you're paying for a result. You're not paying for information. You're paying for the actual result. And that's why transformation will never devalue. And this is why you can charge higher premiums because yep. people will pay for the outcome. You know, it's the problem you solve. It's not necessarily the, the time that it, that it takes to get that result. So, yeah, exactly. So this is awesome. So what would you say to, let's say, like the health and fitness professionals out there who are marketing themselves as so many sessions and packages and an hour of my nutritional consulting or, you know, however else that they're trying to position yeah. themselves as and changing their language? Um, I would tell you to stop because when you market yourself as a Think of this. If you market what you're doing as a service, as health coaching, nutrition coaching, fitness coaching, right, personal training sessions, you're a commodity, right? You can never charge more than – well, you can charge more, but it's it becomes comparative, right? If somebody's charging you know, 50 bucks an hour, even if you're on the top tier, max you could charge is like 100 bucks an hour or something like that, 120 bucks an hour, whatever it is, right? From a nutrition coaching standpoint, you're forever stuck in that, you know, like the low end down at like 100 a month or, you know, 200 a month up to like max like 500 a month. It's like, whoa, you're the best, right? But you're a commodity. And what happens, exactly what you were just saying, when you reposition yourself from being a service provider into being a solution provider, you actually get paid for the solution not the service. And the way that I explain it, because I, and this is a big thing, you know, for me not being in the industry, that was easy for me. When I first started, I was like, yeah, this is the solution I provide. It doesn't matter how much time I spend with you, right? Think of this. If you have cancer and I can cure your cancer in the next year, you'd have to spend every, you know, one, you know, every day with me, you'd have to spend 10 minutes with me every single day. But in the next year we could cure your cancer, right? You'd pay me everything for that. But think of this. What if I could cure that cancer for you in the next four weeks and we only had to chat once a week? You'd actually pay me double, mm -hmm. right? It's, think about that. This is very contrary to every service provider because every service provider thinks I need to provide more time. I need to be you know, higher touch. No, it's about the outcome. And if you can get the outcome with lower time spent, that's actually even better. And one of the other things that you'll notice is when you're charging a premium, people are more committed and they actually get the outcomes. Yeah, they're I think more that's invested, a big yeah. fear. Yeah, I think that's a big fear that a lot of a lot of trainers or a lot of coaches have. They're like, oh, how could I charge more? Because I can't guarantee the results. Well, the reason you can't guarantee the results is because you're not charging enough to begin with. So people aren't committed. They're not sticking to your program. If they stuck with the program, they'd get the results. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you realize that, you're like, okay, I can cure your cancer in the next four weeks, meeting with you once a week. That is worth $10,000. Like, where's my credit card? <laughs> exactly, right? Versus, you know, like, you don't have to spend every minute of every day for the next year to make it happen. In fact, you know, the, t the four weeks is more enticing than a year of working with you. Oh, 100%. And I think it that that's this is such a valuable conversation because it's interesting because you went from you didn't have like that paradigm. You didn't have that way yeah. of working in your business. And now with the the world and the economy and the way that people want results, the way that people even want information delivered, it's changing. So those yep. who have been working 5, 10 years 
in their business a certain way, they need to reprogram that subconscious mind, their own value, their own beliefs for the results that they get and what they're worth. So it's interesting. How would you recommend someone, do you recommend just jumping right in and repackaging and like repositioning themselves differently? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's what we do with a lot of our clients because a lot of our clients, you know, similar to a lot of the clients that you see, I think a lot of our clients come in and they're charging, you know, they're charging hourly or they're charging packages or they're doing, you know, monthly health and nutrition programs of, of, uh, of you know, two, you know, 200 or 250 or 150 or something like that. And a lot of the times they struggle to get people to understand the value of a $250 a month. Pro- the other, the other thing that uh, kind of bugs me, right, if you think of like, the idea of paying $250 a month, the, just psychologically, if you think about that, it's like, I have to pay you $250 a month for the rest of my life? Like, that sounds like a lot of money. Like, so you don't think about it, but psychologically, that's what's going on in someone's mind when you ask them to pay $250 a month, rather than, you know, uh, like, you know, eight weeks or 12 weeks, uh, you know, a 12 week program to help you XYZ get this outcome and that's 5K. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, you know, the big thing that I suggest is for for pretty much everybody, um, one of the things that we have all of our clients do is we actually have them increase their monthly client price to free up their time. When when you learn how to communicate the value of what you're doing, um, we have our clients go back to pretty much every single one of their clients, double their rates normally. And when you teach them how to have a proper conversation to help them understand the value. We have a lot of it. This is this is the hard part because we want them to double their rates so that they lose half of their clients so that they keep the same income but working half the time. Generally, when they learn how to communicate the value of what they're doing, they tend to just double their income and nobody quits. So a lot of the time, and then when the nobody time, quits, have, they're like, oh, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> right. It's, but it's, it's a mindset thing. Right. And so we actually have to have them double their prices again to get some people to be like, oh, I, you know, I, I need to, you know, look elsewhere or something like that. So they can free up a little bit more of their time. And then that frees them up, you know, income wise, they're making just as much money or more working half the time. And then we start them on uh, start them on a premium program. So learning how to basically build what we call a flagship program. So just like you mentioned, like build that VIP program, that flagship program, or whatever. Um, and then moving forward, we have them all focus on that. That's all that they sell, because once you move to that, once you move to that model, it's hard to ever go back. Because the clients that you have, when they pay you three thousand or five thousand or eight thousand dollars, they're more committed. They get better results and they send you all of their friends and family. Why? Because they got results, mm-hmm. right? They got results where nobody could get them results before. Mm-hmm. So they send you absolutely everybody. And so it, what ends up happening is they get their first couple of clients that way and it just starts to grow organically because of the commitment that your clients have. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And it's really just people getting out of their own way and... Oh. A lot of it is just getting out of your own way and making some decisions from purpose rather than fear. Yeah, it's interesting. Joe and I, are we're just starting to bring on an NLP coach in with our, yeah. our mentorship group because we're realizing, well, the mindset shifts that need to happen with people increasing their rates and totally positioning themselves differently and acting a completely different way than they have before. And some yeah. people, like, there are the five or one percenters who are just like all in, jump in, they see the results right away. But then some people are just so resistant because of... Yeah all that past programming it's it's 95 percent of your brain has been programmed to keep you where you're at and hold you back from doing something more and you know so one of the things one of the things that we talk about a lot is i'm a firm believer right there's like you mentioned there's enough information out there right to to do any of this that you want to do like the 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 tactics and skills and strategies to be able to enroll clients at premium rates to do all this stuff it's out there right all those all that stuff is out there but 99% of your business problems are you problems they're mindset problems they're that sub- 95% of your subconscious brain that's running your life it's a belief that oh if i do this it's the story you tell yourself if i do this this will break and it'll take me down this path and then i'll die like 99% of your problems 
are this are these mindsets that hold you back from doing the things that you know you need to do to get to where you want to go. And as soon as you start to get clear on that stuff, which you know someone like an NLP coach can help you get clear on it, shift those beliefs, shift those mindsets, things start to open up and things just start to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is why coaching is so valuable and it's why you do what you do. It's why I do what I do because yep. some people don't even realize this. They're like, yeah, we all have blind spots. Oh, of course. And the excuses and we, we don't want to blame ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, not I, the problem. <laughs> exactly. Right. So that's the hard part is like, you think like, no, like I, everything's right. It's like, they just didn't give me this or give me that or whatever. It's like, no, you're the problem at this point. Like, you know, at this point, you know, in our business, we've been going for about two years. We've done very well. I still know that everything that limits me is me. I am the biggest limiting factor on my business going to eight figures and and beyond. And that's why, you know, like that's why I was at Empire Mastermind, right? Like that's why I'm at these places and I pay other people ridiculous sums of money to point out my blind spots. Mm. Because that's like that's the definition of a blind spot. You can't see a blind spot. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, that's having that growth mindset. That's knowing that there, there's shit that I need to figure out that's not working yep. for me and someone else needs to tell me because you'll never be able to tell yourself. It's like the person yeah. who wants to lose 300 pounds, but they don't want to give up their cupcakes. It's <laughs> right. Right. Know? Yeah. The growth, the growth mindset, just like, like the openness, right? The openness and willingness to learn. And I think a lot of that too comes from, um, it, it comes from this belief that it, you know it's kind of the way that I kind of put it it's like you you artificially manufacture your own rock bottom if you believe that you're in hell right now you'll make the changes that you need to to shift and move forward right because for me right my identity was you know when I was at Cisco Systems I was making great money I was you know I, I loved my clients I had a pretty good balanced life I was traveling the world but my hell was that I was not impacting millions of lives because I knew that I could do that. And everything that was holding me back from doing that was just tearing me apart. And as soon as I admitted that, as soon as I got clear on that, like you mentioned, it was scary. Had a little tequila to help lubricate it a little bit. But as soon as I admitted it, it was easy for me to make the scary decisions. I love that. I love that. Um, let's talk about sales a little bit. Sure. What would be some of your top tips for selling people into these higher ticket VIP programs? So if someone's listening now, they're like, okay, I'm going to increase my prices. I'm going to package up, you know, yeah. my services. I'm not going to sell my hours for dollars anymore. I'm going to sell a transformation. What are some top tips that you would recommend for selling these higher ticket items? Yeah. Um, so the first thing that I would recommend, I'll give you, I'll give you two really important ones. The first thing that I would recommend, especially with experts out there, this, this is as an expert, what do you want to do? You want to prove you're an expert, right? And that's, that's just what we do. Like as an expert, you want, like when you get on a phone conversation, you want to prove that you're the best. This is how we're going to do this and how we're going to do that and how we're going to do like all this stuff. Nobody cares. Me, 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 <laughs> me, 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 me. Yeah. And the, um, um, the way that I explain this for our clients, it's like if somebody has a gash in their neck, like a gunshot wound to their neck, right? This, this, this woman who's been trying to lose weight for 10 years, right? And it is, you know, affecting everything in her life. She's basically torn apart her metabolism. She's, she's, uh, you know, she's now 50 pounds overweight. Her marriage is, you know, just completely shit. Her, 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 uh, self-confidence, self-worth is gone. She's depressed. She doesn't have energy to be with her kids. This is a gunshot wound to the neck. This is hell to someone, even though they've spent the last 10 years numbing it out and pretending it's not hell. It is hell. If someone is in hell, right. And you show up with an ambulance to get them to the hospital, right. And you're like, all right, we got the best ambulance here. It's got this brand new V8 twin turbo engine. We've got a, you know, a super automatic transition. We've got Bilstein shocks, brand new leather seats. There's these racing stripes down the side. And what we're going to do, we're going to take you down Adams street. And then we're going to turn right on Jefferson. Then we're going to turn left on second street. And then we're going to get on the freeway on this exit. Not this one. She's just like, I don't care. Right. I've got a gunshot wound. Why are you explaining this, this ambulance to me now? Now, now that you're saying you're going to go down Adam street, now I have objections because I don't like Adam street. That's a scary street to me. Right. 
But if you got there in your ambulance and you helped her realize, miss, you've got a gunshot wound to your neck. If we don't do something about this, you're going to die. But I've got the fastest and safest way to get you to the hospital. We'll get you there fine. We'll get the gun. We'll get the bullet out. We'll stitch you up. You'll be on your way in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Painting the, the vision, the bigger vision for she's, them. She's going to go, okay. Right? So the, you know, one of the biggest tips for, for health and wellness and fitness professionals is they want to get deeply into the how. They want to prove they're an expert. People don't buy something based on your logic of how you get there. People buy based on emotion. You need to help them feel the hell that they're in. You have to help them recreate an artificial rock bottom. Because if, if, that, if that woman has spent the last 10 years numbing out this problem, you have to help her unnumb the problem and get real about this terrible place that she's at. Because without that hell, she's never gonna make a decision to move forward. She's never gonna make the big scary decisions to invest and change her life. So you need to help her realize how much of a hell this actually is. And this is where most health and wellness and fitness professionals struggle because as, as givers, as people that come from a place of service, it's hard for us to help someone feel that pain again. We don't want, like when you see someone fall off their bike, you want like a kid fall off his bike, you want to run over there and give him a bandaid, right? Oh, let me give you a bandaid, right? That's just what we do. We're helpers. We're carers. But it's important if this person's gonna if this person's gonna make the decision and the commitment to change long term, they need to get real about their hell. They need to feel that hell. You have to help recreate an artificial rock bottom. Otherwise, five years from now, when she has a heart attack, that's gonna be a real rock bottom that you could have prevented. And so that's the first tip that I have for everybody is like, it's not about the how, it's not about your new fancy ambulance and how that's gonna get them to, uh, to the hospital. It's about them, it's about her, helping her feel her problem. And then like you mentioned, painting the vision of where you're gonna take her to so that she realizes how important it is to make decision and move forward. If she doesn't understand that value, they will never pay you what you're actually worth to be doing this then the second so that's the first one does that make sense yeah total total sense yeah Love so it. so that's that's the first piece of advice that i would give everybody um the second piece of advice that i would give everybody you could sell hundred dollar an hour packages every day of the week nobody's gonna have real objections around that right but as soon as you start to ask for two thousand three thousand five thousand ten thousand dollars it's normal for somebody to have an objection don't get offended. Take a breath. You're pushing up against their comfort zone. And that's a good thing because when they, when you help them, when you help coach them through that discomfort, right? Everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of your comfort zone. When you help coach them through that discomfort to moving forward with purpose rather than settling for their fear, they're going to be more committed than they've ever been to getting the results. So, you know, one of the things that I help, I, you know, I have a sales team that I work with on my team, obviously. And so one of the things that I have to help my salespeople work with is loving objection handling. Because truthfully, objection handling is just an opportunity to coach someone before they're actually working with you. It's an opportunity to coach them through their fears, past their bullshit, past all the lies and the deceit that they've been feeding themselves to numb themselves out and keep them stuck where they're at for so many years. And so you have to learn to actually enjoy objection handling and I think and I, help people. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say like objections come up and then a lot of people go into their own fear mode. Right. Right. So it's, oh like, my God, maybe I'm not worth it. Maybe I'm not good enough. That's what they're telling me. And they take it personal. Mm -hmm. But when you realize that like this person's gone through a lot over the last 10 years, they think they've seen everything. They think they've done everything. Of course, they're going to have reservations. They're afraid too. You have to help coach them past their fears into purposeful action. And it's not about you. And it never was. And when you take it personally, you lose. Not only do you lose, they lose. Mm -hmm. Because five years from now, she's going to have a heart attack because you took it personally. When the reality is it wasn't about you, it was about her. 
It was about the fears that she's had to face in the past. It was about her her lack of results over the last 10 years, about her thinking she's tried everything, about her husband threatening to leave her. She's scared. Help her through it. It's not about you. I love that. Oh, so much gold. I hope you guys were taking notes. And this is <laughs> like this is the whole point of business. A lot of, and this is why I think a lot of people they're if they're building personal brands, Everything is personal. Their marketing is personal. Their yep. sales are personal. The objections they take personal. When in reality, like your business is not about you whatsoever. <laughs> At all. You know, At all. It's, it's, it's funny you bring that up. Um, so I had a conversation with Adam Torin. He's the founder of Entrepreneur Magazine. Um, and I just, I asked him, I was like, cause I told him, I was like, I'm working with starting coaches. Um, and he goes, dude, I, like I, my hands off, my hat's off to you. That's a big, cause he's like, it's a big mental shift. Like the, he's like the strategy, the tactics are there, but it's a big mental shift to help people be successful and get to their first six figures or multi six figures. Um, and he, and, and I asked him, I was like, what do you think like the difference in is he goes, honestly, if you're making six figures or above as a coach, it's because you're not selfish. If you're making less than that, it's because you're selfish. And that hit me really hard. And I was like, whole, like that is a massive twist. If you're not making six figures or above, it's because you're selfish. And what he meant by that was you're focused on you. You're focused on, I might not be good enough. You're focused on, what if they judge me? You're focused on, what if I come off salesy? Or, you know, what if people don't like me? I, like, I, by the way, I would rather someone not like me for 30 minutes, but they get this shift, this transformation, this change, and they invite me to their wedding or their kid's wedding down the line than to be someone's friend for 30 minutes. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, we're going to one of our uh, one of our clients weddings who we met last year. Exactly. Right. And yeah. And Joe, like we hold different roles in our business. And, and Joe's the one who he's like blunt will to your face, like tell you like what's going wrong and what needs to shift. And he, you know, sometimes that resonates with people. Sometimes it doesn't. And yeah, yep. <laughs> like our client who's had the biggest change, like we're going to his wedding. We're actually vetting him for one of our coaches within the next year. So when you can tell the truth to people and get out of your own way, it creates transformation in yourself and it creates transformation in your clients. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's basically what Adam was talking about. He's like, if someone's not making six figures, it's because they're focused on themselves. They're focused on their fears. They're focused on their comfort zone. They're focused on, you know, they're just, they're doing everything, but realizing that that person out there is in hell right now. They're crying themselves to sleep. They have no answers and no idea how to get to where they want to go. And you're not helping them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. We're almost at the top of our hour. I, I honestly could sit here and like talk to you all day long. <laughs> yep. But I, can, I can keep going. I can keep going. But we'll we'll save that for another time. Yeah, yeah. I got to get your amazing girlfriend on the show too, Maddie. She's so sweet. <laughs> oh, she's phenomenal. She's great. Yeah. yeah. Definitely have to get her on here. Xander's newly in love with uh, an Australian. So you're in the process of, <laughs> of making that uh, come to light of you guys living together full time. So I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, if you guys could see this video, my cheeks are blushing a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love. Isn't it a crazy thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have one more question to you before we leave. Sure. Um, what does fulfillment mean to you? This is a fulfillment project. I love asking people these questions. So if I asked you, what does fulfillment mean to you? What would you say? Absolutely. That's a great question, by the way. Um, you know, I tell people, I tell people I, I have two businesses. Um, well, I don't tell people. I tell my clients I have two businesses. So my business to the outside world, high impact coaching is all about helping, helping coaches build sustainable and profitable businesses in less than 90 days. So getting to that six figure, multi six figure, seven figure mark and above. Um, that's what I do on the outside. What that actually means to me and what my business is to me, to be honest, I'm in the business of saving the world because coaches and entrepreneurs and, and leaders, they are the leaders of this world. They are the, the, the tip of the spear. Right. And in my opinion, if we can help more people live more purposefully, impactfully helping others, if we were if we were to help one percent of this world live from purpose rather than fear, we actually have a chance at solving a majority of this world's problems, at solving world hunger, all the health issues, all the political bullshit, all the socioeconomic crap that's going on. We actually have a chance at it if we stop living in fear and start acting from purpose. And it all starts with the tip of the spear, which is entrepreneurs, coaches, leaders, the people that are, are 
you know, servant leaders, stewardship leaders that are in it for others, really looking to bring value to others. So, um, you know, for me, that's if you were to ask me what fulfillment is to me, um, I want to I want to impact at least one percent of this world to live more purposefully, because I know if I impact one percent of this world, we actually have a shot at solving a lot of this world's really, really shitty problems. Oh, that I've never heard that answer before. Like that's incredible. And as service providers, it's the ripple effect. You know, yep. you, you make others better, and then they make others better too. That's so exactly, weird. exactly. So, where can we find you? Where can we come and creep Xander and all about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, you can check out. So, our website is xanderfryer.com. Z a n d e r f r y e r dot com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. That's at Xander Fryer, at Z-A-N-D-E-R-F-R-Y-E-R. Um, I think we've got our free, we've got our free seven step blueprint to building a six figure coaching business in 90 days on our website. Um, that's a great place to start for anybody that's looking to start there. Uh, we also offer a lot of free content in our high impact coaching group. Uh, so if you search high impact coaching, we've got a coaching group with about 2,400 people that are all fitness coaches, life coaches, health and wellness entrepreneurs, um, getting those businesses up and running. And we give a lot of information around how to, just like what we, you know, we shared today on how to start to be able to do sales and do, um, you know, command higher prices. And actually a big part of it, like we talked about is just shifting that 95%. So that's a big part of what we help people go through. So we've got a Facebook group, high impact coaching at Xander Fryer or our high impact coaching Instagram at high impact coaching. Uh, and then xanderfryer.com if anybody has any questions there. But feel free to reach out to me if you have anything. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Xander. I really, really appreciate your time today. Of course. Thanks for having me on, Sarah. Yeah, and uh, we need to have uh, some more drinks and another dinner when, I was when I'm down in oh, San Diego. For, uh... We'll make that happen. i got to come visit you guys, too. Yeah, come up to Toronto. <laughs> We'll make it maybe after winter. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not now. It's kind of getting cold out. <laughs> we'll do it. You can come down to San Diego during winter. I'll come up after. 100%. Agreed. <laughs> Thanks, Xander. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am sarah.fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews. So if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show. 